Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Arich Nord. This show is being co-produced by 3CR's Tuesday Breakfast Programme, Ayan. The two interviews you'll hear today were produced by Ayan for The Breakfast Show. The current climate of the world is enough to have people, especially women and gender-diverse folks, feeling isolated, stressed and scared. On today's show, we hear from Madhuni, who works at RISE, refugees, survivors and ex-detainees, as she speaks about the experiences of women in detention, as well as the role RISE plays in supporting this very community. We then hear from Milawanga Wurupen, a Rambana woman from central Arnhem Land who practices traditional medicine, healing, Aboriginal spirituality and philosophy. Milawanga chats with Ayan about the importance of spirituality and self-care, especially in the society we live in. Gathered in a place tonight Everything will be alright If you let go This episode of Women on the Line references triggering and traumatic experiences and issues throughout. Please consider your health while listening in and contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. So the first concern that I have about women in detention in Australia is the fact that I, who have not been in detention, have to talk about women in detention. That's the biggest concern for me. Uh, There are many reasons probably why, which are, I guess, understandable, and that is the climate of fear. Uh, Already women in general face, uh, um, um, you know, the being uh, not in positions of privilege, and therefore not having the space to express ourselves. Um, at the same time, uh, the, not just a space, but the platform, our own platforms. Um, and the second thing is women of colour. Um, and the third thing is being a woman in detention. And detention is not just prison, it's immigration detention, which is administrative detention, which is outside the law. Therefore, there is no uh, legal route or pathway you can take to appeal your detention in court, uh, and only the minister has the power to release you. Even after you're released, there are a lot of oppressive uh, structures around you. Um, It could be your visa status. Uh, Even if you're a citizen, your ability to bring down your family, all of those things impact on your uh, whether you can speak out. So, or any person in detention, not just a woman, faces that. Nothing about us without us. It's realizing that 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 word refugee is not is it will never exist without the actual refugee themselves, which is us. And therefore, um, the importance where are we gonna who is get who is being centered in that whole process of helping refugees, as people would like, or or in the humanitarian sector or the refugee um, organisations or community sector, whatever you want to call it, who is being centred. And 
an organization that is not run by refugees, does it, um, are they really helping our people? Um, and would they exist without us? Um, that the, so I guess that's what it kind of forces people to um, recognize and then rise itself being um, run by our own community. Um, there we, I guess, ensures that people from our own communities are centered, our voices are centers, centered, and not just our voices, as I said before, we create our own platforms and we make our own decisions. We try to shape our own um, futures rather than somebody else dictati dictating to us. Um, I don't know whether that answers, but that's kind of what I would say. Women's on the line. <laughs> oh, that was women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> <laughs>structure of rise in itself uh, how it's structured as opposed to other refugee organizations so our decision makers the board of directors ceo every single one of them has to be of refugee background themselves um arise we don't call uh, the people coming for our services clients we call them members um and only members are allowed to vote at say annual general meetings, uh, nobody else is. So nominate say directors, only rise members. Therefore, people of refugee background, asylum seeker background. Um, so therefore, the whole the self determination model is the is probably what um, makes us different to other refugee organisations in Melbourne. Um, and the second thing is, we within the first year. We also wanted to ensure that um, uh, the representation of women, so 50% of the board of directors has to be, uh, they have to be women. Um, that's just in terms of structure. Uh, in terms of uh, service, so I guess that's in that, that it, it turns out that when we shape our programs or projects, uh, you will find that the people shaping it and the people who are deciding what projects are important for the community are also from the community itself. I guess, yeah, that would be probably the main uh, way that we'd be different. We don't take government funding uh, to ensure that we can be independent in our advocacy. There are a couple of organizations that don't, uh, but I guess I know that one fairly large organization, they may not take uh, uh, government funding from the federal government, but they do take state government funding, and we uh, don't take state government funding as well as federal government funding. Those are more tangible things that I'm talking about. There's some intangible things which are difficult to sort of explain. I guess talking to f uh, members from our community, uh, they have explained to us that um, it takes time. Even people from our own community are not familiar with, in Australia, with this sort of model. But then I guess even they will not be able to articulate clearly, but they have told us that when they come into our space, they feel different, whatever that means. It's very difficult to put in words. Um, and they feel, some have said they feel safe, they feel comfortable, particularly after they've gone through all these organizations who knocked them back. And then we quite often are the last port of call. 
And one thing I noticed in RISE, working with staff who are all from refugee background, it's been a huge, um, it's, it's been, a, what should I say, support for me as well, in my own, in working as well, for me. Um, and that is that as a person of refugee background, you know that you've got to keep hoping to survive. And therefore, when our members come, I guess even though it may not be a policy in writing, that is something that everyone here kind of has an instinctive, like the way they interact with our members, that feeling of hoping, feeling of this, we're going to find a way. I guess that's what makes us different. On Community Radio Around Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. Go to 3cr.org.au to download this week's program. Don't forget you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Now we hear from Milawanga Wurupen, a Rambangna woman from central Arnhem Land. Milawanga is a spiritual healer and chats to a yarn about spirituality and the importance of this today. First of all, my mother tongue language is very important and I speak it all the time. So telling stories, dreamtime stories in my language is I'm able to capture every bit of the stories and, and how it's told in our language. And then I chose to interpret because a lot of my audience are non-Indigenous people or people who do not understand my language. So it, it was um, very good for me and it is what I normally do to speak in language and then interpret for the audience, yeah. You also uh, spoke at Scribe about how society puts too much emphasis on materialism. Why is a balanced lifestyle more important than um, just focusing on, on either materialism and spirituality? It is very important that I believe all, all people should have that balance. Because if you do not have that balance between your spiritual life and, and the things of the world, it clashes. So the things of the world distract you from uh, the very real things that, that you are and what you are made of. So if you don't have spirituality as your foundation, um, then you, you won't be able to settle down or find, you know, where you're heading for. You know, you, mm. you'll be going off track and things yeah. just won't be good for you. It's very sad. Yeah. From um, what I understand or what I think I understand, it's like a compass, not materialism, but spirituality is the compass and materialism um, sort of throws us off the map? Yes, sort of like that. Uh, spirituality, it sustains your body mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm. And to enter out into the world and to have all these material you know, needs that we have all the time that we seek for, um, it, it doesn't sustain you mentally, spiritually, and physically. It doesn't. Um, it, it makes you to think um, 
that you're in a world of your own and you always wanting this, wanting that, and you're not seeing it as, as a whole community or in your tribal groups or in your workplace with, you, with your fellow workmates. Instead, it keeps you to yourself, so you, you become um, trapped in, in your, yourself. Uh, so you, you, you then develop this comfort zone. And that is not good. Yeah. How would you describe your practice? What would you call your practice? My practice would be, it would be like not a ritual. Um, a ritual is things that we do daily, getting up, having shower, having breakfast, then going off to work, you know, doing your work, then you come home, have something to eat, and then you sleep, and then it's, it's the next thing again you do. It's a routine. That is what I call ritual. But for me, my practice is I am able to look after my body by meditating and by going out into the bush and just being around nature. Because when you are with nature, things begin to speak to you spiritually. And of course, the great spirit being that, that we know him of as Wangar. He is awesome because he is the source of all things. And if we did not have him, we'd, we'd be not the people that we are. And um, are there certain things that we can do to become more in touch with um, uh, with the bigger things in life, um, rather than becoming too um, consumed by materialism and and just the things that you know throw us off our track? Yeah, there there is a way, and it, it's it's for people to make that choice, mm. and. There are two choices that you can make. You either walk on the path that leads you down to destruction and uh, the path that leads you to where you are more overwhelmed by, by the materialism of this world. Mm. Then there is another path, and that is the path that leads you to the goodness of your life. And it leads you to your spiritual journey as well. The other journey, it does not hold spiritual journey. You are only seeking after all that you want in the material world. So it is totally different to the spiritual journey that you're going, you know, you're walking. And so that is your spirituality. So if you do not have your spirituality, you cannot um, understand. Uh, the system of, of the way life is meant to be, the good and the bad. All things have good and bad. <laughs> and then all people need to make that choice. Whatever you choose, yeah. then let it be so. I love that you um, don't believe in um, uh, dictating um, how people should live their lives, that you... Um, you, you put emphasis on people ha going on their own personal journey. And, yeah, so, so, I mean, I appreciate that. I usually don't listen when people tell me you've got to do A, B, C, D to be happy. Yeah, we have protocol in our 
spirituality, one would never force the other to do this, that. Mm. In my culture, we have grown up from childhood times. Mm. Even inside our mother's womb, we have been given and be, have been nourished and fed all that we need to know about life. And so when, when we are born and that we grow up, we're able, to, um, we're able to then follow that direction that has been given to us. And we abide under that protocol, which is spirituality. So all things that we do is spiritually. The only things that we do not do during those times is people get drunk, it is very sad, mm. you know, and they fight mm. and do all these bad things. Sometimes we stand back and say, hey, this is not for you. It's, it's not, not your tribal way to do all these things, right. you know. So we, we can correct people now and then and say, hey, this is not us. Mm. We're not supposed to be like this. Right. Right. You know, but then again, you see the other part of your life. You know, the good and the bad I mentioned earlier. So you see the bad life of this world that has overcome your life with all the materialism of this world. Alcohol, drinking, you know, fighting, drugs, all those things. And that is not good and it is not part of us, unfortunately. Um, so you, today you're running a healer's clinic. Um, what is a healer's clinic and um, what can people expect to learn from your workshop today? Because I teach uh, Ngalandako, Ngalandako is actually the universal balance and it holds the structure of, of my culture. And within that, that uh, structure, we have spirituality. So when, when I am teaching spirituality, healing comes under spirituality. Mm. So a lot of that I will be speaking on today uh, to let people know and the work that I do, where it comes from mm. and how I work right. with the gift that has been given to me. And um, it actually runs in the family line. You cannot go to a university, you know, study this whatever it is, a subject, and then you go get your job. No, 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 no. Yeah. Our healing gifts that we have, it runs in the family line. The family line has been chosen way back right. in the ancient times through the great spirit, Wangar. And so he has chosen all these different families right. who are traditional healers. And it goes from there. That sounds lovely that it can be passed down and it's something, like you said, you don't need a degree. Yeah. You just have to be very, um, I guess, in tune and aware mm. and also um, listen to the ancestors. Yeah, the traditional healers, they have been chosen. Um, it's <laughs> just that we can't go and say, oh, I want to become a healer, please teach me, teach me. No. Before we wrap up, what... Um, what kind of healing practices can we incorporate into our daily lives? Maybe one or two things that we could do. Yes, I would love for all people to just sit down and just become themselves. And that would be through 
meditation, going out where there's, you know, parks, national park or a bush maybe in your backyard with a tree, sit under the tree and meditate. Meditation is very, very important because there is no medication for the mind. The only medication is meditation to be able to assist your mind, to help your mind to continue working. And um, with meditation, um, how does meditation um, help us stay present and how does it help us um, uh, be happier? Meditation is, is kind of like a medicine that we take. Uh, medicine helps us to strengthen our body, especially the mind. And the mind of a person is we are constantly looking at things around us, so we are always feeding into all these things, whether it's violent, whether it's, it's um, working in the workplace and you see all these bad things happening. You're actually feeding yourself in with all these things. And when it does happen, then when, when you're back home, you know, sometimes it happens in a dream. You go to sleep, you will actually dream of all these things. Mm. You know, you dream, you dream of all those bad things that you've seen yeah. and what had happened. It doesn't go away. Yeah. But for you to have a clear mind, you know, is for you to have that meditation. Because once you have that meditation, it clears everything from your mind totally and completely so that you're able to focus again the next day and if you don't have that then you you'll still be suffering like maybe hangover or because you're working so hard or you still have to drag yourself out of the bed and try to make that time to work yeah. or set your goals whatever it is no, it does not work like that. Yeah. You are only killing yourself. Yeah. When you said um, uh, being distracted and so on, um, like that happens to me a lot where I'm always thinking about the past and I'm always thinking about the present. So, um, and when you said um, that you dream about the, thing, the stressful things that happen in your life, and that happens to me a lot. So when you were saying that, I was like, oh my God, she's telling my story. Yeah, and that is the reality of the way we live mm. as people. Mm. And the spirituality is there for a purpose, mm. and that is to help us, you know, nourish our body, feed our body with the right, right medication, the right medicine that mm. we need. And so the mind needs to be cleared at all time. If you want to have a good mind, you have to have a good heart. You have to have a good spirit and your very soul, your inner man. And if, if, if that is not clear, your body becomes sick and you wonder, why am I sick? <laughs> so all things need to be working in perfect order yeah. before you're able to take your journey. Mm. And whatever it is you wish to accomplish, you will in the end mm. with all these things that, that, that we have in our spirituality.
that's such a good note to end on. Thank you so much for your um, for your experience, for your wisdom, for your thoughts, and more importantly, your time. And thank you. That was Milawanga Woman ending on some advice about how to look after yourself spiritually. I'll be sleeping under stars tonight. Not sure exactly where I'll be. Maybe underneath the pale light. Or maybe underneath that tree. Women on the Line is one of Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs programs. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We greatly appreciate the financial support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show, so send us an email at womenontheline at gmail.com. Women on the Line programs can be downloaded from our website, 3cr.org.au slash womenontheline. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Letikr. And the feature song for today's show is Black Smoke by Emily Uwuramara. Thank you for listening to Women on the Line. I'm Original, and this episode was co-produced by Ayan. And we both hope you can tune in again next time. Everything will be alright If you let